Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Craig of the Creek, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Lander. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hola. Today we're talking the latest four episodes of Craig of the Creek that dropped on the Cartoon Network app yesterday and are airing on October 1st to 4th on Cartoon Network. These are The Kid from 3030, Power Punchers, Cart- Creek Cart Racers, and Secret Book Club. Um, and yeah, not, a, not aired on TV yet, but are on the, are on the app and on demand. So make sure you check these episodes out. Spoilers for these and all previous episodes of Craig of the Creek. We talk Craig whenever these, uh, episode drops come, uh, come up here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at overlyanimated.com. Search for us on iTunes, overlyanimated.com slash iTunes, or our YouTube is youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Um, so yeah, uh, four instead of five Craig episodes we are talking this time. I like, I like four, a little bit more manageable from a podcasting perspective. And, uh, we'll be getting into these four now. So, uh, yeah, make sure you've seen them. Michelle, uh, overall impressions of these four episodes. I really enjoyed these four episodes. I will say, I think of the four, Secret Book Club's definitely a standout. The Kid from 3030 is also for different reasons, but the Secret Book Club was just such an amazing concept of like, how do we get kids excited about a book club? Because book clubs get a rap for being like, I don't know, like a mommy kind of like 50 year old sort of activity. Um, but like, these are little kids doing it. And Kelsey is brilliant trying to make it seem like cool and mysterious to get her friends on board. And I love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the one I was like the least hype about was probably the, the Creek cart racers, but still an interesting concept. But I feel like that one, we didn't really, I mean, it was, it was like kind of just like us, it felt like more of a standard episode and not so much a standout, but those you, I feel like you need those to balance out the really exceptional ones because if everything's great or everything's standard, like you get kind of used to a very a boring consistency that's not fun and this is like kind of a mixed bag in a good way so yeah i i liked the, <laughs> i liked all of them yeah okay sure okay michelle liked all of them gotcha uh, alex what do you think of these four yeah I, I i think i agree that the obvious standouts here are secret book club and the kid from 3030 the the kid from 3030 is very interesting in that it's another one of these high concept episodes similar to the helen episode mm. we talked about last time where it's like going all in on on believing we're in a different sphere even though they're still at the same time managing to keep it grand like okay these are just kids cosplaying <laughs> but like it still feels so real and they they add some interesting elements to like really make it stand out from other episodes and secret book club as michelle i think are, are already explained very well it's trying to give off an important message but in a way that doesn't feel preachy you know like hey reading can be cool you guys but like it might just be fun about it <laughs> Uh, Power Punchers and Creek Cart Racers feel like so so. Ap- For Craig of the Creek, they're fine. But they, they they also just feel like you know, uh, not not as memorable. Even though they have their pieces that we'll we'll talk about that stand out. I think also especially Creek Cart Racers does a good job with just continuing the vibe of the Creek population <laughs> as, as a group, like just being a bunch of kids hanging out together, being chill for the most part. So I, I, I like that side of it. But yeah, I think the, the kid from 3030 and Secret Book Club are the episodes from this batch that we'll, we'll be talking about later in later points. Mm, interesting. Okay, I have some disagreement here. So that'll be, uh, that'll be mm. good. All right. Um, so, well, well, first of all, let's start with I think we're underselling the kid from 3030, which is by far one of the best episodes of the show. Um, I think it's either the best or second best episode along with um, the uh, the Helen episode from last batch. Wait, and for, first, yeah. yeah, first of all, in general, this batch is very strong. Um, I think it's p- ar- maybe arguably the strongest batch we've had. Um, this, this, <laughs> I feel like you say that every Yeah. Friend. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's not true. I just like find it getting better. Yeah. You always feel this way keeps, keeps it. well i think at first it was strong and then we we're like okay a little you know leveled off a little bit now it's been increasingly good so um mm-hmm. the, yeah the kid from 30 this is such a weird episode when you get into like all the aspects it's like this established uh character that uh we we insert into craig and is uh it's, it, this episode is just fantastic i mean like 
I'm talking like one of the best uh, animation episodes of the year, like top 25. I'm, I'm absolutely in love with this episode. Mm. The, the rap sequences are fantastic. Uh, the overall story, I think it's just one of the most successful, um, de- one of the most successful things we've done with Craig. Um, I think it's, I think it's so good. Um, I think for me, number two is like Power Punchers, which I think is, uh, I really like Power Punchers. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Power Punchers is maybe one of the most, maybe probably the most successful Craig's parents episodes we've had. Yeah. Um, it's like really great showcase for Dwayne and then. And also uh, just has this uh, large video game fighting competitive scene, um, like parodying, which is absolutely successful. <laughs> and I uh, have so many good quotes from that. It's so good. Um, I also really like Creek Cart Racers, um, which is uh, just a great showcase for a lot of side characters from the show. Maybe not anything as like ostentatiously good. But um, we just have a lot of people in there, which uh, which are handled really well. A lot of uh, it, it's a good, it's a, one of those episodes that's like a good showcase for a lot of the the side characters, and it's not as like um, overtly like uh, wow as the beginning when we're introduced to them like all at once. But now these are like established people, um, except for, I guess for, like Cannonball, um, and they're like uh, so it, it's just it's just nice seeing all of them there. Um, I'm not that in love with Secret Book Club. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you guys are way too high on this one, and I'll explain why, I guess. But uh, right. it's, st- it's still good. But this was my least favorite of the four by far. Um, so I'll get into I'll get into why, I guess. But I want to start with uh, with the kid from Thirty Thirty. Um, I think this is like the yeah. I mean, both you guys listed as one of the best ones. Um, so I I don't know, Michelle. What stood out to you when when watching this episode? The songs, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they're so good. We got like three. We haven't had any. Well, we haven't really had songs in the episode. How and dare I, you insult do the JP? Oh my like god! That. Oh my god! No, Big that's, Pinchy. Like that's, Big Pinchy is Big like Pinchy. a is like a musical yarn, and 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 what, what do the JP is like a little commercial jingle. But these are like legit rap songs. This that's, is like a whole true. other level. This feels more. This feels more complete. I'm sorry. I love Big Pinchy's song, but <laughs> like, it's not quite as epic as these. Um, I mean, okay. And I remember last time you guys were saying, like, at least Alex, you felt like the first time you watched Story to Helen, you couldn't tell if it was legit or not. The whole like difference in universe thing, mm-hmm. and like, oh, is he really meeting somebody from a different place? I kind of felt that way watching this one. Like, I sort of bought into him maybe being really a robot kid <laughs> who's fighting this musical rebellion. And I was like, wow, it's really crazy for world building, but wouldn't it be amazing if that were true? <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense that he has to rely on cassette tapes and CDs to exist. But, like, who knows? The future has its own rules. So I kind of want to buy into that, even if it obviously can't be true. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. I also noted that as something as a discussion point on what's real. Um, I think the songs, why why these sound different? These are, um, so these are original um, songs by uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, who voices um, Deltron and uh, Dan the Automator from there. This is an established character. I did not know this going in. Uh, I was not, not previously familiar, but this is an established like character um, from a like rap opera uh, CD and like a group concept or something. Um, so. Yeah, so this is like they're inserting this Deltron thirty thirty character into the show. With the, there's already like a, a backstory similar to what we presented here, and I think it's like literally just supposed to be the character coming into Craig. So maybe it is supposed to be real. Um, it's because, like a kid version, probably of yeah. the character, which is yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely, like- definitely like a different, uh, different thing coming, like bringing this outside element into the show. Yeah, Alex, what stood out to you from this Deltron episode? Well, definitely the music, because uh, I've complained in the past, especially with Adventure Time. Adventure Time often tried to put rap into their episodes, and I feel like those always fell flat. But like this, it it does feel like more high concept. And uh, it was uh, obviously a very good delivery because he's an experienced rapper. And uh, yeah, I I just I love the whole vibe around it. I I like the, the animation done to like add to the songs too, like actually like just putting us in the this alternate universe universe story that he's he's supporting at the same time in the modern world like craig Craig and the gang are buying into it they put a lot of emphasis like on the scene where they're replacing the tape player the cd player and stuff they're treating like surgery Uh, something about it i guess similar to helen like it just the show buys into the whole alternate stuff and they make craig and kelsey and jp buy into it but also in a way that never feels over the top or or i guess uh, it doesn't feel like something that's that would be out of 
thinking for like normal kids to do like yeah sure kids would do a weird story like this i'm sure so like it it, it rides a line that is very uh, i think is hard to figure out in most shows like it, it's not going totally absurd but it's also being weird enough to stray from its normal formula and so i think that the this episode is similar to helen is an episode that succeeds on that front and, and deltron is just a very uh, um enhancing character like he he's a guy who like talks interestingly he's got the whole like uh, in the future i don't have friends but you guys are now my friends sort of thing so it's also yeah. feels wholesome too so like it's just like a, a big mosh of, of things that make me feel good and at the end like it, it finishes perfectly deltron's a good guy like for yeah. real he's very sympathetic i agree yeah good robot yeah um, Good I, robot yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's yeah, fighting the man. That's he's fighting the man. Who can't get behind something like that as a platform? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, with my heart. Yeah, I think I think it is similar to Doorway to Hell and with this like high concept, uh, kind of like sci-fi fantasy thing being uh, an aspect of of Craig, and it just really landed in both cases. Um, I'm, I guess I'm kind of inherently skeptical. If I'd known this going in, it's like an existing thing being inserted into uh, an, an, a show's narrative. I'm I'm like skeptical of that, but it's just it, it just so seamlessly um, integrates with Craig. Like I think it makes complete sense that there would be this kid who's pretending to be a robot and that they find him and that uh, like then he's he's he starts uh he starts having these uh, like epic fantasy rap sequences like i think it just really works with with the show's like aesthetic the fantasy um like the uh, the uh, like we've done we, we've set it up with kind of similar genre things maybe before um so yeah i didn't even i didn't even bat an eye um with it and uh just the 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 sequences are, are absolutely fantastic um just like outside of that the non-rap sequences are also good of the show like uh there's there's a lot of like great lines here um there's great stuff with uh, with Craig and, and Bernard and the parents. Um, yeah, really just uh, start to finish. But uh, the, the the three, okay, the three songs we get, we've got Introducing the Kid from, from 3030. Um, and uh, he's uh, he's going over the <laughs> the origin of his, he's Deltron, he's the, the automator uh, the cassette player. Also just the concept of, uh, yeah, they need to like get a new cassette in order to like power the rebellion in the future through... Um, through uh, his uh, his he's in search of analog jams he says and uh, yeah he's he's hiding from these future soldiers who like I love the the aesthetic of the the very sam- samurai Jack feeling I feel like of these these uh, design these, yeah, yeah they kind of just like shadow soldier. people yeah I yeah. think that's really cool um, the second one we get puppet for the puppeteers um, and here he's learning about his origin he's the only cybernetic soldier that's like uh, rebelled from from the the uh, oppressive oppressive government or whatever in the future um, and then the last one rejuvenated um, where the he's upgraded with the CD player <laughs> instead of the cassette player and we have these like this like inverted colors uh, on the sequence. Um, well, it's like rainbow colors or anything. He, he powered up, man. He can yeah. play that on loop forever. He doesn't have to rewind. Yeah. It's a whole new future. It's, it's a new future, yeah, with the like, CD player. Um, and then he says goodbye to them. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the, the, all three of these. Duh, so, so good. Um, the, the, what do you, so let, let's, okay, let's talk about whether this is real or not, because I think that's <laughs> a fun, that's a fun discussion point. Um, so yeah, Michelle said you were, you were bu- kind of buying into, uh, whether this, you, you said, you said you were like buying into this character being a real, uh, ro- robot kid from the future. Yeah. There's a big, and this is why. So there's a big difference between, Deltron and Helen. The thing with Helen and Craig is that they never got to see each other face to face. Their perceptions of the creek and their like lived experience differ enough that they are constantly unsure of whether they exist in the same place or not. Until that is confirmed, until they can literally be in the same place at the same time, that can't solidify it either way. So it feels a little more up in there. Like, oh, it could be. It probably isn't. But maybe it could be. But probably not. Whereas this guy claims he's from the future. He sticks to his backstory the whole episode. He never brings character. And so I feel like it, it, he has a lot more credibility to actually have been existing from the future. And to have this experience. Either he's a really committed cosplayer or he's for <laughs> real. And, and because of that... I am inclined to believe that he is for real. All of these, all of these kids are committed uh, LARPers, you know. Like uh, they're they're all very into their role. But <laughs> then they take off their costumes at the end of the day, and they go home and they yeah, have their that's spaghetti. True. And Deltron does not do. Well, that. Well, he did too. He just we didn't just see we just didn't see him leave. He just, just he probably disappeared. Went yeah. 
He okay. floated though. Nobody else has done that. Yeah, he kind of. Yeah, there's there's some sequences. Where, yeah, I think I think it was supposed to be metaphorical, but um, yeah, he, he he does he does do some stuff in the last sequence. Yeah, um, Alex, are you buy or sell him being uh, real? Here's my question: Do cassette players exist in thirty thirty? Are, are we really going? They barely exist today. Like, that's that's the, yeah. I feel like that's the concept of. I think they absolutely do. Like the way VHS cassettes exist now, you have all these moms and dads and grandpas who hoard them in their basements and they're preserved for eons and then they're yeah. uncovered later and made use of in an entirely new way. Like I'm not even sure cassette tape la- is going to last a hundred years. Like after a hundred years, wouldn't that tape just like run out? Okay, or, this like, is, this, I feel like, like this shouldn't apart. be the, the qualm with this. I think you, I think yes, you it is because if his right power conditions. source is based off of a that's source why it's so that rare. Exists yeah. in our yeah. present it's day, so, it can, it's, it's impossible to exist in the future. No, he, he it's, cannot it's, eat he in the future. one left. Okay, anyway, so. Alex no, uh, also, I think it's there's they do the good thing of the disappearing where they're like um, Craig, JP, and Kelsey are like turning their heads, like, oh, it's yeah. dinner because of the bell. And so when they turn their head back, he disappears. It's like a good way of like hiding the fact that he just like ran away or something, like just have them all turn their heads yeah. at the same time. Yeah, that, that's yeah, the end is good. And then there's like scorch marks on the on the ground. So it's like, ooh, was, did he really disappear? But yeah, they just turn their heads. Um, there's the sequence in the basement where he like looks at the box and like he gets, we see his like in theory scanning robot. It. He's scanning it. We see yeah. that. So that might indicate he's real. At the same time, he's always doing his own sound effects with his mouth the entire episode. And you see that. <laughs> that definitely indicates it's not real. I want to talk about three episodes in the continuum of uh, Craig and it being unclear to the audience uh, slash Craig himself what is going on. So we have uh, we have Last Kid in the Creek, Doorway to Hell in, and this episode, Kid from 3030. And these are like the spectrum we've gotten of Craig being uh, unaware versus the audience being unaware. Um, in, last, in Last Kid in the Creek, Craig has no idea what's going on in that episode. Um, he's like yeah. left in the dark the entire time. But we as the audience know that this the witches are tricking him and that there was like uh, the, there's like a, a, a disease going around or something. You know, like we, we understand why there's no one there. Um, so like Craig doesn't know, but we know. Um, doorway to Helen. Uh, Craig completely has no idea again um, what's going on, but we kind of have some idea because we interpret that the, uh, the that Helen is homeschooled. Like we understand that that line, but it's still not a hundred percent clear. Like, but we kind of understand she's going coming to the the creek at a different time. So, like the audience uh, mm-hmm. s- somewhat understands Craig has no idea. This episode, um, if if this kid is fake, uh, if this kid is like a, uh, is is just a larp or like everyone, then Craig all, again has no idea. There, he's completely buying into it. Um, but we also have no idea because we we're given no indication yeah. that yeah. Uh, yeah we have no reason to disbelieve him i think that's the thing that feels so different between this and the helen episode right so that's that's like you know there's a uh, last in the creek we definitely know it's fake this episode we have no idea if it's fake you know dory helen in the middle and uh i i think there's still some reason to believe it's fake first of all we should assume that everyone is is uh is pretending in the creek i think that i th- that that's my assumption is like whenever we see an episode like this it's it's meant to be like oh this is the kid who's pretending to be a robot like uh, i think it's just i think that's kind of the inherent concept of how we integrate deltron and into, into Craig is like okay he's going to be the robot kid um, but I think it's an in- a really interesting creative decision to like uh, not show this at all and uh, we've definitely been playing with uh, in- information and uh, with information with the audience and hiding that um, and uh, I think it's like really subtle the the ways in which uh, we'd know that uh, he's fake uh, with the the sound effects that he's making also the other big one is in the beginning when Craig goes to turn it on um, he's supposed to be like powered down but then he's like oh it's 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 the triangle button so I think that's the indication okay, that's, that yeah. is a point. That's the indication that he's uh, he's pretending here. Um, so I, I loved how the episode handled it. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, really, you know, the audience uh, gets really into it because because uh, we're we're kind of on the same level as Craig there. Um, so yeah, I think that those are all recent episodes too. So I think it's interesting how the show is developing with um with 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 showing these more high concept things and uh, and and how how much we know. So interested to see where if we settle on one of those three uh, concepts uh, in terms of how much we know, or if uh, we keep we keep knowing varying amounts of things in the future. Well, because like Dory to Helen is still the only episode that like leaves open a door to come back to that story. Like I I don't think that there's really a, a, like a an obvious way to come back to this. <laughs> I mean, the kid could uh, the kid could just come back again, but um, that's I think they leave it open for a lot of these minor characters to come back at any time and it'll just make as much sense because they leave for kind of no reason anyway. Dory to Helen feels unresolved. This episode feels resolved, though. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So I, yeah, it's, 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 so that's, that's another aspect too. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've loved how we, we've been, we've been handling that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, so there's the, the, like the concept of the, of seeing Deltron as, as the, as the kid and then him, him disappearing here. I think, yeah, it just, it leaves, it's a really complete arc with this character. We see like the three, the three aspects of him shown in, in this, in song form. And, um, also really cool seeing how everyone, uh, reacts to him. Craig's obviously very into it. Um, JP is like, uh, not understanding that, um, a thousand years in the future. Um, yeah, like, so like yeah. balls. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And Kelsey's like, oh, it's a robot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, JP's like, why is your voice so deep? Cause I like, duh, it's cause he's a robot. Like, uh, for Of course that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, other, other, uh, good JP Kelsey things in the episode. JP's wood detector is, is a good, a good part of this. Um, he's like, uh, hey guys, this, this tree is wood too. Um, he just has a wood detector in the creek. Um, and, uh, Kelsey finding Deltran, she says, uh, my dad says if the computer freezes, you give it a hard reset. Um, and goes to bash him. Kelsey almost bashes several things in <laughs> this episode with her pretend sword. Um, and, uh, we got, uh, Kel- a good Kelsey line with, um, let's go, let's go take some stuff from Craig's dad and eventually return it because we're good kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, oh, Craig, Craig and this Craig and Kelsey interaction, I think with the, 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 we have like them, uh, performing surgery on Deltron several times. Uh, oh, the you, scrub thing. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you just call me scrub? Uh, that's what the surgeon's assistant is called. Yeah. <laughs> She like reluctantly accepts. Yeah, she's it. like, I don't know. She's like still kind of mad at that. But yeah, I love, I love, uh, yeah, Kelsey being upset at being called Scrub. That's very good. Um, Deltron himself. I, I, I guess why Deltron is so impressive to me and how he's used in the show. It's not just the the sequence, the song sequences. He's also just really fun, just talking. Like he's a great yeah. voice, and uh, he's, he's he says uh, a lot of. He's talking about post apocalyptic recreation corners, parks for sure. Parks for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so good yeah he's he has this this uh this this uh back and forth with craig in the future school dances are for the obedient masses who can't think for themselves and craig's like oh right like <laughs> craig hating on dances is hilarious to me i do want to say this is an undershined moment but bernard going to his junior prom is so good uh, okay nit, so nit- Nitpick about this episode. Are we really going to keep going on the Craig not feeling noticed by his parents thing? Is that really a thing that we need to keep hitting? I mean, I, I yeah, thought it was kind of funny in this episode, though. When he was like, he's like tugging his dad's shirt, and so his dad assumes that he's Jessica. I thought that was hilarious. That was <laughs> also, the moment where his mom glares at him, like, once he's like, shut up already. Yeah. Like, it's kind, it's kind of funny that. But, like, at the same time, I feel like for the purpose of Craig's character, it feels like we're kind of just going in circles at this point on that front. It's just, uh, it didn't feel like an opening that really needed to be here. Like, it doesn't get touched on again in the rest of the episode. Yeah, so I, I, I agree. With, I agree we've done it before. I think it's just successful within this episode. Um, but I would like to see new territory with with Craig here. Um, but I also think it's like realistically a thing that would come up. It's, uh, it's many very times realistic. With, with a kid. Yeah. yeah. If you have yeah. an older sibling and they're in a different part of life and your parents are celebrating that with them. You immediately get jealous. It just happens. It doesn't matter how many years it's been. You always get a little jealous. Yeah, I have an I, older sister who's like four and a half years older than me. And like every time a cool new thing, ha- like, oh, wow, she's getting married. Oh, she got a promotion. I'm like, that's cool. Uh, I'm doing stuff, too. And like, it's been a long time. But like, especially when you're a kid, I, I feel that it yeah, doesn't, I, I, I it doesn't go that away. Well. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. always like kind of a soft spot with you as a younger sibling. Yeah, so I think it makes sense to to hit on it multiple times. But now the other thing is it integrates well into the Deltron plotline, I think, with um, you know, Craig talking about the school dances with him, and then mm-hmm. how uh, they they come back to the house. I was really impressed with. with oh, there's, there's a line that says, "Parents cannot be trusted. They ended net neutrality." Yeah, yes, yeah they the ended net neutrality. So good. <laughs> So yeah, is uh, that that's great. Um, yeah. Also, uh, yeah. The the beginning with uh, the the Bernard and and prom picks and uh, oh yeah, we had a uh, Dwayne singing uh, the the nineteen ninety two song and then uh, him doing stand up at the end too. Um, was a tape of that. And so, uh, so here's another thing: Does stand up comedy still exist in thirty thirty? Like, would he be able to recognize that this is stand up comedy? Well, so maybe it's a sign that he's he's from. He's a robot. Current. He can scan that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If he can scan a box, he can scan that cassette. I hope by the time we reach thirty thirty, the history of stand-up comedy has been erased. It's it's like in Wally with the Otto when he's looking up things and uh, <laughs> yeah. 
like was uh, a farm yeah um anyway uh the the, the, the t- that it breaks the tape with like the <laughs> this bad stand up and they replace with the cd player um and uh what what else we we got from from the the episode yeah also just the visual of the the rejuvenated sequence the the visual cool. presentation i thought was was really striking um yeah I, th- I think that that's most things from that yeah i don't know i'm just i'm just really in love with this one um pro- probably slightly behind uh doorway to helen for me but those are like one and two for the show so i think that this one is more impressive visually speaking and doorway to helen is more impressive emotionally speaking yeah Dor- doorway to helen's also really impressive visually though the like the the climax with the storm i think that's also really gorgeous um, that's true but I, I get this one like just goes all out in like the colors and like yeah. the alternate animations of his songs and stuff mm-hmm. it's like they're really going et- extra above what they usually do with creek stuff yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, just uh, I, I think this is an episode I'm going to be revisiting for a long time, along with Helen from the show. Just also just two episodes. It's just hugely impressive. The show is capable of in its first season. Um, I think we've we've talked about that a lot. This yeah, the show is this continues to be really really great for for season one. I think this is like uh, the best new show of the year by far. Um, among among there's been a lot of good new shows too though. Anyway, um, let's talk about Power Punchers. Um, so yeah, I think this is a great, uh, Dwayne showcase with, with Craig and, uh, they're, they're them playing the, the video game and, uh, Dwayne, uh, like basically the beginning and then the end of the episode with their, their last, uh, fight. And, um, you know, we resolved the ending with, um, Dwayne saying he just wanted, uh, something special to do with my guy. And, uh, <laughs> so says, I release, I release you. You are free to grow up now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the resolution with Craig still wanting to, to play with him, um, be his punch and pal. They're the punch and pals. Um, yeah, yeah. I, the, the uh, idea of having to be go easy on your video gaming partner is very relatable because that's also the thing I struggled with my brother for a long time. Like, do, do I want to make it seem like I'm going too easy on him and he'll be insulted? But if I go all out, then I'm going to beat him all the time and Fresh then he's him. just going to yeah. stop playing with me. It's so like what, what, like trying to strike a balance there. So I kind of felt that kind of struggle going on with Dwayne in this episode. And like at the end, it's like, okay, you're finally getting good. Now I'm going to go all out then. So like try to keep the balance up. Uh, the, the, that that part touched me a little bit. Uh, yeah. I, I, do we buy that Dwayne was actually going easy on him? Because he beat him every time. <laughs> so uh, that, if that, he says he was going easy at the end. Uh, I thought that was Yeah, funny. but like there's I a difference between... I think he was, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a difference between beating someone like normally and like going all out, like the way like Craig is using his power moves and like special moves and stuff. So, yeah. Like if you use that against someone who's not that good, like the, then it just feels like showing off. But so I, I think there's a there's a notable difference there. Yeah, yeah, and like he, he gets saying, beaten pretty quickly though. After Craig that. only got to practice like five minutes a day. Of course, he wasn't going to get very good. So even <laughs> on like the lowest level of fighting, Craig Dwayne was going to be so much better because he'd already had the years of skill to put in to have. Yeah. Then we learned Dwayne also, uh, or we learned uh, Bernard also eventually beat him when he was playing with Dwayne. And he so. kept bringing up that Bernard beat him when he was younger than Craig. Yeah. And I thought that was so <laughs> funny. It's like, wow, adding salt to that wound. And he yeah. was younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> but then he stopped playing with me because he yeah. got good. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that bringing in that it used to be Bernard. And then Jessica at the end is like, yeah, I want to play. So I thought that was nice, uh, bringing in the, the three to the three uh, generations of the siblings there. Um, I think, I think this, this, uh, batch of Craig is like huge for Dwayne as a character. Like last episode too, uh, with the kid from Thirty Thirty, and this episode especially, I think he's like uh, a really, really great side character now on the show. Um, just yeah, just love seeing him. His, his interaction uh, with everyone here. The- I just want to say for Dwayne, I still think his best episode. Or this might be his best episode, but also worth noting is that co- the cookout episode yeah, where like really Craig is stuck and like he's yeah. cooking steaks and stuff. Like that's a he solid Dwayne steaks. episode. He's a very sweet guy, and I think it's it's so I love the fact that he like he, this is one of the ways that he bonds with his kids, and it like crushes him the fear that they're gonna get older and he can't do this with them anymore because they'll go on to their own interests that don't include him. But he's still got two more. He's got Craig and Jessica. And I think it, it's great that Craig, unlike Bernard, he's like, no, like maybe I am a lot better, but I still appreciate this time to be with you. And that's why I want to play. Like, I want to play because I'm doing it with you, not because I got better. And I was like, oh, good job, Craig. Yay, dad time. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a successful thing that they were presenting at the end of the episode. Um, 
Yeah, uh, just uh, also also a good uh, good Craig episode, and um, I think I think this episode integrates the elders maybe the best yeah. that we've done so I mean, far. Yeah, we've been burying the lead. This is a great David episode. Let's respect <laughs> David as a character. Well, it's the only David episode, I would say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's also the only. I don't think that's the lead of the episode, but yeah, it's a big, yes, big it David is. episode. It, 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 I would it, it, say it. the secondary thing to talk about is how this episode is a is a commentary or not commentary slash parody slash satire of. Uh, competitive fighting game scene i would say that's number two aspect of the episode and uh it's it, there's just so many specific references that the show makes um which are very funny i don't know if i'm like fully into that world but i have like a vague knowledge of it and yes, like we, we, we mentioned like emulators um like, like we tell we like parody specific emulator too um craig's like mama mia that's a lot of roms that was a very weird weird, weird line that was good <laughs> um david's like uh, an anchored head huh i see you're a man of refined taste um, which is very much something that a person like a David would say. would say. <laughs> no, <also. laughs> I think this is like a, an internet person type thing. Um, and uh, it, it, we're going to, David, we're going to talk about what really matters. Frame data. <laughs> like, oh my yes. God. He says it with so much excitement. Like this yeah. is his jam, clearly. I did, Craig is talking about uh, frame stuff. Uh, then he's later, he's like, it's simple comparison between stun time and startup time. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a specific thing we're doing here um and it's it, it was fantastic um we also we have like ko uh, at the end um oh, that, yeah. that was a good reference to make with um with a tiny big, boxer. video game yeah tiny tiny boxer yeah um so do alex do they all take place in the same world now is that confirmed i i no i think that i think what was explained was that steven universe is a show that exists yes. in the Craig of the Creek universe. So maybe KO also is a show that mm. exists mm-hmm. in the, in the okay. even in the Craig of the Creek universe. Yeah. And this, maybe this is like a knockoff game. There's like copying KO's design. KO is just integrated in into universe. whatever the 90s. But then why would they need to rename it? It's from the 90s first, though. So, so maybe consider that. Yeah. Oh, so what if okay, KO ripped off this game? Ooh. Yeah. Mm, okay, <laughs> so think about the timeline here. I, I sh- and I should say, this is a videos game episode, right? Um, a yeah. videos game. <laughs> yeah, it's Yay! a videos game episode. So, that's the only thing I know about OKK, okay, okay, is a videos game episode. And uh, yeah, Sigh. it's... <laughs> that's a great thing to know about the show, honestly. It's the number one thing. It comes from a good episode. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, we have this line from uh, from Craig, I'll do whatever it takes to finally annihilate my dad, who shows me nothing but love and support. Um, thought that was good. And uh, we have the uh oh yeah kelsey uh again in the kelsey wanting to hit things uh kelsey uh wants to like take care of david when he's at their house he goes to she goes up to, like knock him out with with the sword um i want to see kelsey hit something one of these days like how how powerful is that sword oh it's coming it's very powerful <laughs> despite being like cardboard yeah i want to see it's what... powerful in spirits yeah mm-hmm. um i like the uh the victory dance uh Dwayne copying that of of the character and then at the end, Craig wins. He's like, "What should I do? Should I dance? Should I should I dance? Should I pose? I'm gonna he pose." He poses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really good. Um, um, there, there's a JP moment when the stuff is getting tense. Kelsey's like, "Hey, maybe we should go." And JP's like, "No, me and my son need to see how this ends." Yeah, well, integrated throughout oh, this episode rock. is JP's yeah. rock, who he calls yeah, his son because it looks like his head. Yeah, so he finds a he finds a rock that looks like JP his head. JP is his literally. Son. Patrick, he's got a rock baby. Yeah, JP is Patrick. Wishes he could be JP though. JP is so good. Wow, that's that's Patrick's like an iconic character, Michelle. That's a Patrick is iconic, but he's not. I mean, Patrick gets really mean after like season three, also, and I don't think JP's gonna have that kind of nasty turnaround. I think he's gonna be a good boy forever. Okay. Ooh, Craig of the Creek High School Edition. No. Um, yeah, we mentioned we mentioned David. Uh, Alex, what did you like about David in this episode? Well, I also liked how he was very sweet. Oh, like this entire show is just like everyone being sweet to each other. But like it feels it's like offering to help him out just because like hey, somebody else plays the video game that I play, and like. Craig is being very bad at playing video games. Like that was nice in a free spirited sort of way. So like he's just being nice at every turn. It's like uh, it's a little different from the leader of of the elders, who's like a little more snarky uh, with the kids usually, unless he like get gets like snacks from them. Like he's just nice all the way through. And then at the end, like uh, he's very impressed at like seeing Craig fulfill his true potential. Like it's just Dave. David is nice. Uh, he he is my favorite elder now. Wow, after one episode, he's your favorite elder. 
Yeah, I mean, he 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 deserves more screen. This this episode showed me he deserves more screen time. He shouldn't be as sidelined as as he's been so far. Yeah, I mean, he's this is definitely the uh, we we mostly been focused on uh, Mark, the the main elder. Yeah, so far, and um, he this 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 is a lot uh, a lot of, a big a big episode for for David. I think I think like this and um, Kelsey Quest, I feel like are the show integrating the elders the best so far. Um, and, uh, th- this was pretty seamless, I think, into this episode. So, yeah. Think- oh, also, another thing here, he's voiced by Zachary Steele, who voices Ronaldo on Steven Universe. This is a nice version of Ronaldo, this kind is, of. I know, this is what I wish Ronaldo was, real talk. Someone who would just emphatically love certain nerdy things, didn't get into other people's business and cause problems, who could just be, like, a positive person. And like, he's enth- yeah, he's enthusiastic about his nerdy stuff, but yeah. he doesn't go all the way deep into conspiracy stuff, you know? Yeah, how how yeah. How, da- how dare you? Ronaldo is perfect on his, on his own. Oh, don't you dare. Don't <laughs> how dare, dare you? That name into this beautiful show anymore. You said Ronaldo. <laughs> I said it first. <laughs> Alex said Ronaldo first. Okay. And I was commenting Look, on how much I would better deep. Li- no, he should have been Ronaldo here. That'd have been better. Absolutely not. False. No. That is <laughs> false. World. Okay, so overall power, power punchers, we we enjoyed this episode. Yes. Okay. Yes. Creek yes. cart racers. Um Creek Art the interesting narratively, we do that we start we do the thing where we start with the scene from the middle or the end. Um and then I think we like kind of lampshade it by saying, uh, we're all very clear about what's going on in this situation, okay? <laughs> Um, like, no, we were jumping in in the middle. I thought that was good. And then I also love how the episode handles that. Um, of course, I like jump right to the narrative structure, um, aspect, but, and then we revisit the scene, but it's, it's seen from a different perspective. We see a J, J, uh, JP with the, having the phone, um, and hearing them through that as opposed to seeing them say it on, uh, in, like in the first scene. So I love how this hand, this episode handled that, uh, that narrative structure. Um, and, uh, yeah, th- th- this episode very similar, by the way, to a Powerpuff Girls episode from, from this year, just kind of like a multiple side characters racing, uh, seems like a familiar <laughs> trope, uh, thing. It's probably a cartoon trope. Like, hasn't this been a thing it since like wacky is. races? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely other shows done this too. Um, we, we have good use of sailor boy here. Um, getting a lot more, <laughs> a lot more focus. He's, uh, he's giving out the, uh, his pool pass. Pool pass. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's the first annual creek cart race. Our, our drivers are um, Eliza and the Tea Timers. Um, I was very excited to see them again. And uh, <laughs> Eliza's this I, the music and then Eliza's voice. It's just like perfect, <laughs> like everything surrounding them. Um, she says, I guess it's up to us to bring this race some poison grace. I'll have daddy bring me a car and we'll surely win this race. Uh, does she rhyme all the time? That rhymes. No, um, that seems like a new thing. <laughs> it's very menacing coming from her. She should rhyme. And then later she like throws the tea- entire teapot at I know, like sabotaging. Is nobody like a ref for this race who can no. like call out that stuff? It's all, no, I think in the beginning they say everything's legal. So I think it makes oh, sense. Oh, that's you know? true. Everything is legal. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, l- I love having them there. Jason and the Forest Scouts are there. Jason has a uh, racer. He's introducing Racer J, the foreign exchange student. Poor is that a reference Jason. to Racer X? Like yeah, I guess so, yeah. Racer and Maybe. stuff? Yeah, and then at the end, Boris is like, uh, the J was for Jason? I thought that was good. Um, I think that Jason, I thought, was very sympathetic this episode, actually. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, self- he was self-conscious, so he needed to invent this persona. Yeah, it was, So that it was people not- would like him, which yeah. proves he knows that people don't generally like him, yeah. which is hard. It's hard to know that and want to have a very ridiculous scheme to be like oh yeah so they'll fall in love with this cool version of myself and then when i win i'll tell them to be friends with jason and then they will because they like this alternative version of me so much like to come to that logic it's just like yeah i feel for him yeah it's it's uh, i jason I, I like this this trend of humanizing jason i think this will be this is a good thing for for his character. More, we need the episode where I think I guess we already kind of got this. Craig and Jason are like friends now, um, but uh, yeah, even more so. Um, now I want them to be actual friends. Let's do it. Yeah, they're not actual friends. I think they they were willing in a moment of strife to put their differences yeah. aside to achieve a common goal. But they're not. They need more to be friend friends. Yeah. Eventually, not yet. Well, we're still in season. Eventually, one. Um, we have Cannonball from the Ten Speeds. I don't remember if we met this character before. He definitely didn't talk. Or I don't think much. so because uh, yeah, he's voiced by. Jeff Trammell, and like uh, I feel like we would have noted that at some point. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. that? Well, I didn't know that. That's yeah, very Jeff, cool. Jeff voiced him. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's. It, I mean, he might have been. I don't know. We saw the Ten Speeds episode, but we mostly focused on Handlebar. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's very chill. I like him. Yeah. He is, he's like non non problematic fave, right? Like he's. Like, yeah. he's <laughs> oh my god, you're 
right. He's not. He says, I, I roll pretty fast, but that doesn't mean I'm better or worse than anyone else. <laughs> this, right. It's great. He's just uh, really nice. Yeah. He's, a, he's the fastest kid. He's never lost a race. Yeah. So that's good. Um, and then, uh, Craig, and then Craig wants to enter, uh, clearly, well, clearly JP wants to enter, but then Craig ends yeah. up en- it's entering. And then there's this whole thing of like, uh, JP really wants yeah. to do it, but Craig's doing it. Um, yeah, I thought that was, that was uh, pretty interesting and well handled here. Um, but oh yeah, by the way, when Craig, uh, when Craig says he's going to enter, then we have this like anime standoff, uh, <laughs> with shots oh, of them. Anime, yeah, it's like the orange, posing. yellow background. Yeah, it was great. I thought that was fantastic. Then they go to Junk Lord, uh, Junk Lord return in this episode. I yeah, kind of love was... Junk Lord in this episode. He's just very true to himself and he gets that full <laughs> pass, even though I'm not sure he it belonged to him, but he did make the, Look, like if, he did if, if, he, if he owns a hundred percent of them, then yeah, he gets, the, he gets the full pass. Oh my God. That's a good point. He got that's how well, he, this, he this was really Michelle. Like, it was a commentary on like sponsorship and corporate involvement and things. Yeah, that they really reap the rewards. I was <laughs> watching the episode for the fun car races, but <laughs> all right, if you want to bring that into it, I guess that's true too. It was great. John, I thought John Claude was very good here. He has he has yeah. a he's a Daiki Makura in this episode of like a homemade one. Apparently, it, it's supposed to be Krom from Fire Emblem. Um, it, yeah, is that? Japanese for body pillow. Yes, is it is Japanese for body pillow. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you gotta translate for the non weebs here. Yeah, I, I'm sorry I did, that you didn't. I didn't know what that was. Yeah, well, it, it was great. The, the yeah, he just he's just clinging onto it for multiple shots. Um, yeah, he's gonna he's sponsoring them. Uh, he wants to uh, he's, he brand his brand name Junk Lord with an E, and uh, they're only borrowing his junk. Uh, yeah, does his, Junk Lord like Lord the New Zealand music artist? Yeah, it seemed. I mean, it did seem like it was not commenting on the fact that adding an E spells Lord the the artist. Yeah, wanted it to be a little more flary. He wanted something extra special. Yeah, that makes him fancy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wants fancy name. Yeah, JP like sliding down the hill. I like Mortimer passing the wrench. That was a good sequence. And then, um, <laughs> that was so <laughs> like he'll just have to pick it up, and then Mortimer flies off at the last second. There you go. Yeah, here's your um, wrench. I like listing all the aspects of the the car, and then it's like uh, wheels, and then moving and on wheels. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, the uh, d- describing the helmet to uh, to to Craig. The flames will make it look like you're going faster, and the backwards R is charming because we're children. Says JP. Yeah, I like. I, li- this I like is false backwards R are charming. No, but it's charming because the yeah the kids doing it though. I, I like I like them being aware of them specifically doing things stupid things because they're exactly. kids and that being charming. Yeah. yeah. Um, Craig skims his knee. JP's racing, and uh, this whole thing then of Craig trying to tell him what to do versus JP following his his instincts. Um, so I guess it's like a JP in the shadows kind of uh, episode. Um, first she had an episode titled that JP in the shadows. <laughs> That'd be such an interesting episode. What would, it, what would it be about? Maybe like how they meet JP. Because I feel like Craig and Kelsey were friends before they like JP joined them anyway. Maybe because oh, yeah. they're, yeah, they're we, the we, same age. We, I think we said that we want uh, we, yeah we want an episode of uh, them meeting JP, the origin story. We 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 referenced it in an earlier episode, I think. Um, JP in the shadows could also be like a good title for a Halloween episode where like JP yes! thinks he's a werewolf or something. And there like, should, oh there, should, there should be a Craig Halloween episode. Do that, and he'd commit to it so hard. And they'd have to ask the witches to un-werewolfify him. Right, right. <laughs> werewolfify. Yeah, we need a Craig Halloween episode with the witches. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I don't know if it's coming or not. We probably won't find out for a while. But yeah, it's a uh, it's, uh, JP, g- good good JP character work here. Um, he's, yeah, he's he's racing the teapot stuff. Um, and then JP uh, wings it and uh, he like jumps over everyone and wins. Um, and uh, oh, Cannonball just Cannonball says, says, that's dope, you. <laughs> yeah. He says the curse is lifted because maybe to him, it's like it's like the dodgeball kid, right? You have this expectation to always win. So you can't. You can't break it till someone else breaks it for you. Yeah, it, like, it relieves him of that of that expectation. Or maybe he was mm-hmm. liter- literally cursed by the witches. What about that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anything's possible. Yeah, it's a, anything is possible in the show. Uh, another good uh, Eliza, Eliza line was, uh, we may have lost, but we still look the best. George, please dispose of the car. I like that. <laughs> oh, oh, speak, speaking of cars, important continuity. It turns out that Jason is using the toy car that they stole from Craig. <laughs> That's mean, yeah. The Cicada episode, yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, that is that is good continuity. That's like three episodes in a row now with the, the plot line of the car. Um, yeah, and then Junk, Junk Lord gets the pool pass. I, overall, a fun episode, I think. Great car racers. 
Um, Secret Book Club. Okay, let me tell you why I think this episode is not not that good. Um, I think it's good. I think it's fine, but uh, it's it's basically I I I think this episode is t- unlike Craig. Craig usually does not do this. I think this episode is too um into the narrative that it's trying to tell. Basically, like um, it's like okay, we're doing the thing where um they're gonna have kelsey's gonna like uh, have them make reading more interesting to them so they're gonna join this this secret book club and then they're gonna read the book she's gonna join i feel like we're just too focused on telling that story where kelsey is basically like tricking uh craig and jp um which is something we feels out of character for her and then craig is like very stupid i think with uh with like not recognizing that uh it's the same book and that uh kelsey's just enhancing the experience for i mean I, i buy that craig would do this um, because, uh, he gets very into things, but, um, it, it just, it feels weird for, for those two characters. Um, we, we bring stacks back in this episode, uh, which yeah. I very, my favorite, very happy about that, but we, I don't think we use her that well. Um, uh, first of all, we feel a need to remind ever remind us that she makes book reports for people. Um, we spend a lot of time with that. Like I got that from the first stacks episode and then she's really just, uh, Kelsey one B. Um, she doesn't really do anything. So, um that being said there are some really good aspects of this i love how um well i i i'll just comment as well like regarding just the general impressions of the episode i think another thing that makes this a little down like i don't really like the incorporation of the paintball people into yeah, this that was it, another thing it, feel, yeah. it feels yeah, also like a bit no of a sense. yeah it feels like a, a contrivance to continue the whole oh it has to be secret in order for this to work i i don't think the episode did a good enough job of like making the secret part meaning that that was more interesting than just the existence of a cool club thing like i, I don't know but i i, I like stacks i I like Kelsey, and like even if Sax is Kelsey one B, Kelsey's a good character. So having a Kelsey one B is good enough for me. But I, I agree that like this episode doesn't come all the way together, and so that probably yeah. puts it on a, on a tier differently from the top episodes of Craig. Yeah, well, I think yeah, the paintball kids that was most mostly in this episode. It was not well integrated. I also just think the paintball kids are one of the worst side characters so far. I, I don't really get the point. We of them. just know nothing about them. They've barely been existing in the season so far. So yeah. there's just not much to go on. But I will say, Benny joining the book club at the end, I thought I loved that. I thought that, <laughs> that was, was so yeah. yeah. He was so into it. It was really it was a cute turnaround for him. That was like the best thing we've done with any of the paintball kids so far. So that was nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you guys can point to the things that particularly stood out to you as we go along. To me, like the best part of the episode is this part where we uh, transition from Craig reading the book into this fantasy sequence of uh, Veronica and the Time Spoon. Um, and we like uh, see this actual Veronica uh, like doing whatever nonsense that's talking about the time des- dessert continuum. Um, just in general, Veronica being the stupid fantasy book, I think is pretty funny. Uh, Spoon lets her travel through time, but only when she eats pudding. Um, yeah, then- it was it was very weird to see that sequence again, but it also just points to like, Craig. Like now that they're deeper in, they're doing more of this like animating stuff that isn't Creek stuff, or, like animating the imaginations of the characters. So it just feels like another example of them being a little bit more open to that now that we've settled the gra- the groundedness of the general show. Yeah, I think I, I I love that, and it was at least the most visually interesting thing uh, for me. Like, and uh, it just pops. I think looking back at that, um, but uh, yeah, the the whole Veronica thing, um, and oh, and also like the pages of uh, descriptions of pudding. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, yeah, teen, pages teen, and pages. Teen teen book parodying here. Yeah, so the the setup of the episode is Kelsey wanting uh, JP Craig to read the book that she's into. Um, I like returning to this because this is something we hit on very early in the show. Uh, that's how she like meets Stacks, uh, or like yeah, and they wants her to wants her to read the book. And we, I don't know, we don't reference that sci fi book too that that that's another like I don't know. I'm just as as the biggest Stacks fan, I was I was unsatisfied uh, because. So the thing you guys have made a lot of good points about some things that didn't work, and I agree with you. But the, I think the reason this episode really stood out to me is that I just love the concept of taking something as basic as a book club and trying to make it as weird and culty as possible. Like the fact that they like they give them secret notes, so they have to like show through the sun to get the other half of the note, and they have to 
to crawl through this like sketchy bush with the light shining on it. And they, there are all these candles and Kelsey and Stax are there in their robes with these books on their heads. And to initiate the ceremony, they have to like eat pieces of the book that they literally rip out and just chomp down on. Like, I love how insanely weird and ritualistic that is. Like if I was going to be in a book club, I would want it to be that cool. And I just love that as a concept on its own. Yeah. We have a lot of great parts about parts about the secret book club. We have uh, they're called pages. Um, uh, we turn one at a time. Yeah, but but the the bookmark is the person who's talking. Um, yeah, they they the initialization the initiation of uh, tearing out a page. Craig is page twelve, and then JP from henceforth you'll be known as table of contents. Um, <laughs> that was so the good. I think that was the best joke in the episode. JP tearing out the table of contents. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, and then uh, Kelsey is the highest bookshelf is is what they call her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought all that was pretty funny. Yeah, I um, love ritual stuff. Yeah, uh, back to back to stacks. Um, we we had this thing from uh, we had this like background con- continuous like, narrative, much like the uh, the car the 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 car that they stole. Um, where uh, in the the open book episode, Kelsey uh, Stax is like trying to get Kelsey to read the sci-fi, and then later Kelsey is reading that book to them. Um, I think in the Cicada episode, and then uh, later we mention that she's into sci-fi now. Um, so another like three episode progression thing. And I don't know, no, 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 we don't mention that at all here. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's but it's. Uh, stacks as um as helping kelsey uh lead lead the meetings um and uh also stacks in the beginning with the with seeing her with the uh, book reports um should we get this guy going up to her uh, with the report he says uh you got that uh Uk Bay report uh report ray and uh, he's like scratching <laughs> yeah. his neck like very blatant like uh junkie like uh thing we're doing there um that they're addicted to having their work done for them dylan I thought I, I thought like that was a very strange drug reference in here. Charging legit cash for her services and not candy because she could buy a lot more candy with actual cash. Than she had like three on. pieces of candy. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that's like not that much. She could buy a whole bag of like the really bad like peppermint gumdrop like black licorice packs, what? and uh, she would have had a lot, a lot more. I just want to highlight one exchange. In that first scene where, like, Stacks like, no, nah, I've been busy, too. I haven't been able to read the book. And Kelsey's just like, I'm dead, Stacks. You killed me. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that, was, <laughs> that was my favorite line of the episode. I'm dead, Stacks. You killed me. That was actual, like, camaraderie between the two that we showed. I right. And I, I was uh, like, my my, in, my feeling was that I think that this episode does a good enough job in the first scene of, like, going back to, hey, Kelsey and Stacks have an established relationship. It's just been off screen. But, like, they're friends. So no yeah, matter. I would like a lot more of that, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that 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 scene hinted at that for that line hinted at that for sure. That was good. Um, and uh, yeah, Cadell, I think the rest of what we hit on the episode is Craig and JP um, like uh, getting into the the secret book club and and trying to read the book. We have the sequence of Craig trying to read in secret, and then he's in like the bathroom and like squeezing the bottles. This is a make- very elaborate uh, machine. It was, it was brilliant. Uh, yeah, this is very odd. <laughs> like he's the specific sounds uh, what the bottles are making. Um, and, uh, then, yeah, but then they're there, but then they didn't like, did, yeah, they didn't like read enough there and Kelsey's like unhappy, but then, um, they, uh, they didn't even get to the good parts, but then I they're all that though. Cause like if you read a book and you're so hype and the issue is you have no one to talk about it with, to share your feelings, then waiting for them to read it, but they're not as hype as you cause they don't care really. And it's like, oh yeah, I read like four pages. It's like, no, you, you <laughs> can still talk about nothing. What are you doing? You need to read more right now. I, well, I totally felt that. It well, that's, that's her fault for setting the deadline just as the next day <laughs> rather than buy that's a certain true. chapter. I, I did she feel Craig and not being able to read a lot. Yeah, like overnight I felt that. Um, at the end, Kelsey, uh, this like the Mikey's there or no, Benny's there, and uh, they're they're uh, they're gonna like attack them. And Kelsey, we have Kelsey's narration. Um, we had a Kelsey narration last episode too, by the way. So that's that's two in the sequence. Well, also, I, I think the final shot of this episode is just Kelsey smiling at seeing them all talking together. She's like, that's I did sense. something, you know. Yeah, so the Kelsey narration is, yeah, she's to decide whether to reveal the secret book club, and then they do, and they bring Benny in. Um, I feel like the Kelsey, we should have a part where it's like uh, Craig, Craig and JP are like, oh, we, we, you know, if it means so much to you, we can, we do this like unprompted, you know, Kelsey, you know, like we don't, you know, there's not, there's no like, uh, there's no follow up to her like making this entire elaborate secret book club. And uh, it's just like, oh, they're all together. And uh, that's good that. It's good that Kelsey did it. It feels it feels weird for her character, at least to me. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, in, in, in general though, the biggest thing is like, I feel like it, usually Craig has episodes that, uh, it feels like the character leads to the plot that we're doing. Like they're just behaving mm-hmm. in a natural way, like natural character behavior leads to plot. And this episode, it felt like uh, the plot, um, uh, dictated what the characters were doing. So that would be my criticism. Still though, a lot of good stuff here, especially I really love that Veronica sequence and just the Veronica parodying in general. Um, and also good highlighting for Kate Kelsey in this episode. Yeah, other things yeah, here. I agree. I'm trying to think, like, Kelsey episodes. Have we had a, a good one lately? Kelsey Quest, yeah. Um, Kelsey Quest is the last okay. one I really remember, yeah. That's the best one. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was 8 and 19. This is, uh, this was 29, so it's 10 ago. But yeah, this was our yeah, first. That feels so long ago. Yeah, well, I think, I think in the beginning, Kelsey <laughs> just popped so much as the standout character, so we, 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 uh, Focused maybe more on on Craig and a little bit JP in the meantime, which I think is a good decision to try to try to get them up to speed. Um, but yeah, still still uh, Kelsey uh, standing out. I think even in episodes that aren't specifically focused around her. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, Michelle. Anything else from this episode or any of the other episodes? Uh, I I still really love Secret Book Club, but I feel like from this conversation, I'm more aware of things that did not work. And for that knowledge, I I am happy to have it. Um, <laughs> knowledge is power. I, yeah, knowledge is power. I I really like Power Punchers a lot. I don't think I express expressed that very explicitly when I was first ranking, but I I love the idea of Craig and Dwayne together. Dwayne's such a good character. I love their bond. It feels very real and very um, sincere, and I'm all about sincerity. I do think the kid from 330 is a good episode. I I think I still prefer Dora to Helen just because that leaves you with a a lot more just kind of burning emotional questions and turmoil. Whereas this one feels like it could just be a closed story and you're kind of fine with it like that. So yeah, that, but it is like, it is very conceptually interesting. We talked a lot about like how like the animation is really good. The songs are really good. You really feel for this character he a cosplayer or a real robot kid and that's great and i I feel a little more high on the 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 kart racing episode after we've talked about it but it's still i think like alex's point that like yeah it's more of like a highlight for the supplemental cast versus craig kelsey and jp and maybe that's like why i was kind of assuming oh it's like kind of not doing much but it's just doing things for other characters to maybe a little more but i liked them all they're they're good Nice. Alex? Yeah, I think after talking through this, I think I'm willing to now move the Creek Race episode ahead of Secret Book Club, probably, just because, like, I think just the Creek Race episode is uh, so much fun, so, like, it kind of, like, throws off the, maybe the the not-as-helpful Craig JP plot, although I think that JP is also just great in that episode regardless. And uh, yeah, the the other episodes are just as fine with the, the kid from thirty thirty being the standout. I think we've we've established that very much. Um, more more David, more um, maybe more um, Cannonball. <laughs> I, I, I like Cannonball. Cannonball episode uh, one. I, yeah. 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 So and uh, yeah, and uh, maybe more stacks. I, I think this episode probably just told me that maybe stacks they don't have much to do with her. <laughs> I, Which yeah, I'm disappointed by, but like, you know, I really that's what I'm most worried about, because I feel like we didn't she wasn't used well here. I hope the conclusion isn't just to not write stacks off. I think like the conclusion should be use her in uh, like come back to that sci fi thing, focus more on the her and Kelsey dynamic um, and uh, maybe do other things instead of recapping what we did with her in the first episode. Like we could explore other aspects of stacks. Yeah, I, I guess the, the weird part, too, is that she seems stuck in the library doing this job. So like I wonder, like, what is else it po- did she do? Yeah, yeah, is it possible to have a good side character that's not in the creek? That's that's possible. I think, I, yeah, now that you said she's stuck in the library, she reminds me of um, Kit. And we had that episode where oh, we, brought, yeah. we, brought, we had Kit come on the adventure. So, you know, oh, maybe yeah. we can do other yeah. stuff with her, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow, we didn't have any kit in this in this batch. So now, <laughs> that now is feel, that is a hard truth. And now now I feel sad. Yeah, now Alex hates the episodes. Yeah, no kit, no sewer queen. Yeah, wow. How I mean, sewer queen. I've, I've come to terms that she's like just not going to show up for like every fifteen. Has she episodes. had a second? Has she had a second episode? Was she? Like, well, she had lo- lost she had, in the yeah, sewers, she had and she had the pilot episode. But yeah, but the yeah. pilot doesn't count. Yeah, like she hasn't had a follow up to Lost in the Sewers yet. Yeah. 
Nah. I think that'll probably be coming eventually. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just uh, strong, strong. Yeah. I mean, very, very strong four episodes. Even though uh, the last one I didn't like as much, it's still like a, a solid episode. So, um, and then we had a, a like a really top tier one. And Power Punchers and Creek Artists is also really good. So, um, really loving what we've been getting from Craig of the Creek. Looking forward to. Um, no idea how many, if any, more episodes air this year. I don't know what constitutes season one. We're still in season one. It's episode 29. Probably we're not ending with 29 as the <laughs> season one finale. So I assume we'll be getting more, maybe like 40. So that seems to be what Summer Camp Island probably is going to get in season one is 40. So maybe we have 40 episodes yeah. this season from, from Craig. Um, so that's, that would, that'd be cool if we got 11 more episodes of Craig this year. I don't know if all of them will air this year, but, um, yeah, uh, very, very excited with, uh, with more Craig. Let us know what you thought of these episodes in the comments at overlyanimated.com or on uh or on youtube if you're listening there at uh, youtube.com slash overly animated um you can subscribe to our craig feed on itunes not miss or, or, or on youtube to not miss a future craig podcast or you can talk about it with us on our discord overlyanimated.com slash discord where we have a craig channel um and uh consider supporting us via patreon patreon.com slash overly animated thank you very much to all of our current patrons especially our page of the podcast otaku guy zero one and thanks so much to our patron executive producers john ryan steve alex and hugh um, check out other stuff we have going on at overlyanimated.com, including a bunch of Netflix releases we've been talking about. I think a uh, new uh, OKKO OK and a uh, new Miraculous Ladybug and a bunch of BoJack podcasts. Find all that at overlyanimated.com. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Adios.